I was about to start hitting. Or I was about to start hitting actively the record button, and then you touched it. Yeah. Good thing I have now hit the record button. Yeah, that's very cool. That's Hi. such a noise. I my caffeine literally just wore off. Very cool. Right now. Very cool. Hi, it's two thirty-two p.m. Is it? <laughs> Don't normally say that. Never would have guessed. Hi, it's Saturday the sixth. Of August, we probably listening to this on Monday the eighth. I didn't screw this poop. Thank uh, you. Well, you want to jump straight into Lucid? Let's jump straight into something. Lucid. Why are you messing with the bag? I'm messing with the bag because I want to mess with Can the bag. You, uh, I either I need to lean more forward or you need to back up, and one of those is easier. Fine. You're Lucid. yelling. Not only you're yelling, but you're like right next to the microphone. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm back here in a calm voice. Listen. Also, here's a horrible noise. I don't know about that. Anyway, Lucid has cut production forecasts once again. So if you don't know, actually, I don't think we covered this earlier, so you probably don't know. At the beginning of the year, Lucid had a production forecast of 20,000 units. After the first quarter of the year, they reduced that forecast to 12,000 units, and now they have halved that down to 6,000 units. I mean, it's something. This is the second reduction in production forecast this year, and um, they claim it's due to supply chain issues, which honestly I probably believe them, but they could probably do a bit more to work on that and like resolve those, you know? Those are those are issues that pretty much everyone else in the industry has resolved by now, because you know they had almost three years at this point to figure out their supply chain issues, but Lucid apparently has not figured that out. So currently they are producing cars at a rate of six thousand cars a year. That is their current forecast, and at this rate, it'll take six years for them to complete their backlog of pre-orders. Yep. Which is really funny. <laughs> well, uh. Good thing I don't have money, because if I had money, I would have ordered one. Yes. Um, so, alright. So, the Chevy Bolt. Now, we have a controversial story, and we're going to we're gonna just give you the facts, and we're going we're gonna to leave it up to you. So, a little while ago, I don't remember if we talked about it, the Bolt was announced, or they were announcing we a did talk about rebate, right? Yeah, a rebate, right refund, word. however you want to call it. Okay, well, the car and driver called it a refund, so I missed it. Some people call it a rebate, some people call it a refund. Anyway, really so you get $6,000 back. Yeah. And so, however, in that, uh, in that, uh, statement, uh, they have, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, in the terms and conditions for getting this rebate, they have, and I quote, uh, you forever waive and release all claims, damages, or causes of action, either known or unknown, regardless of legal or equitable theory, uh, that I may have now, or in the future arising, I'm struggling, the future arising out of or in any way retaining to my bolt vehicles. The vehicle or vehicles, uh, the battery defect or the battery recalls, uh, in including any claims or rights that I may have in connection with a class action, including any right to participate as a class member. 
now. So what they're saying is, to sum all of that up, you can't sue us. By the way, this statement was referring to a specific class action case. Really? Yes. Uh, If you want me to grab that, I can. That would be Epoch. Uh, It was... Specifically referring to litigation number 2-13256-TGB-CI. <laughs> um, but anyways, so now this is partially interesting because A, if your boat blew up, you probably are either part of the big class action lawsuit already against them, or you've managed to actually get the full money back out of Chevy on a separate thing from this. Yeah, you, but uh, you probably want yeah, to no, be in that le- lawsuit. The, and you get to keep your car for the rebate, right? Uh, yes, the the rebate is purely just in in they they claim it's because they lowered the price by six thousand dollars of the bolt after this incident, so they were making it fair for the rest of the people. Who I already just bought thought a about where this comes into play. Then it's if your battery explodes after. Yes. I didn't think about that. Yes. So here's a free $6,000, but you're on your own if it blows up. Well, you and your insurance company are on your own anyways. Exactly. (laughs) Depending on what insurance you have. Yeah. If you have some good insurance. If not, then you are on your own. Yeah. Pretty much. Enjoy your free $6,000. I hope it'll cover the price of a new Bolt. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you'll be buying a new Bolt anymore. No, not that you won't be springing for the Volkswagen. Oh, um... Uh, we'll we'll poop on LG later. Yes, we will. Um, so speaking of pooping, uh, yeah, McLaren <laughs> has partnered with APL, the Athletic Propulsion Laboratories, to produce a set of shoes, running shoes, that cost four hundred and fifty dollars. Now, of course, they come in a bunch of fancy McLaren colors, but honestly, we can stop at four hundred and fifty dollars because that's ridiculous. And no one cares. It's a McLaren shoe. That's about it. Jeep. Jeep. So, um, it is rumored that Jeep is going to be bringing back the historic Jeepster name. Do I remember what that was exactly used for? No, I just know they've used it previously. Very cool. Anyways, so, um, I think it was back when it used to be, I think Jeepster was around back when the cars were called Kaiser Jeeps. Yes. Or. Kaiser. Or Willie's Jeeps. Willie's, yes, Willie's. Or Overland Jeeps. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, what is actually confirmed is that there is a, an electric vehicle coming uh, to expect it to slot in around the size of the Jeep Compass slash Renegade, if you know what that is. Congratulations. Why would you want a car that size? An electric car that size? <laughs> yeah. Or a car that size? Just anything. I mean, those cars failed for a reason. Uh, the Renegade didn't really fail. Sure it did. I mean, I, 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 we're not getting into that now. I, I Listen, when they came when they came out, uh, there were a lot of those on the street. Even though three I years know. later, they were all gone. Exactly. That's <laughs> the problem. That's what I mean. Anyway. Um, it was an initial success. Yes. Uh... But this car is expected to slot around the $35,000 to $40,000 range and is expected to go on sale for the 2024 model year. So basically, a little bit later than next year now. Um, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> it's expected. It's whatever. 
Now the rumor, the rumor part is that they're bringing the name Jeepster, and what my my personal question is: Are they actually going to be intelligent enough to try and advertise it as like a sort of Range Rover sort of thing, where it's no. not the Land Rover Range Rover, it's the Range Rover? No, they're not. Or are they really gonna call it the Jeep Jeepster? <laughs> they're gonna call it the Jeep Jeepster. You know damn well they will. <laughs> Stellantis never ceases to disappoint. Well, except in Europe, where they somehow managed to make money. Oh. By selling the most EVs of any car company in Europe, surpassing Tesla for, I believe this was for the whole year, maybe for the half year. I don't remember. Anyway, actually, I should probably find out before I continue. Uh, it was in the first half of the year, so mm. half one. Um, mainly driven by the Fiat New 500, which is actually the name of the car, because why name it anything reasonable, and the Peugeot E208, both electric cars, obviously, because we're talking about EVs here, um, and basically, because Stellantis has overwhelmed the European market with all of their subsidiary car companies which all have electric cars of their own. They've managed to hit a total of 105,000 units sold in Europe. And I can guarantee you, most of those sales were driven by Italy and France with the um, Fiat New 500 and the Peugeot E208, respectively. Uh, and of course, was 78,000 units. Now, the Tesla Model Y is still the most sold unit in Europe for one singular car but right behind it is the Fiat uh, new 500 yep. and then I believe in fourth is the Peugeot E208 I don't remember what was in third anyway no one cares probably a Citroen <laughs> I, probably another Tesla to be honest it's probably the, the Tesla Model, Model 3 no the Model Y was the top what? yeah the oh. Model I wasn't, I wasn't listening I don't understand Europeans anyway speaking of Tesla Oh. Um, so, I didn't know this when the Cybertruck was announced, which was actually before this podcast, uh, which is funny. Yes, <laughs> it really is. We're approaching the two-year mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Oh, say, another fun fact, Hummers are hitting the road. The first episode of this podcast was talking about the Hummer that was just announced. Yes. Uh, we picked a great week to start, by the we way. We really did. The Hummer and the SSC thing. I know. Uh... It's still our most viewed episode. It really Anyways, um, so when this truck was announced, it was announced that it would have a starting price of forty thousand dollars. Which at the time, I don't. The Lightning wasn't announced yet. The Hummer wasn't announced yet. Which is hilarious. Yeah. That both of those two are out now. Yes. Um. But uh, so a lot of people. Let's say a lot of people really thought forty thousand was a little much. The wonderful corporate structure of Tesla. Um, however, recently in an investors meeting, uh, Elon Musk said, and I'm not going to quote him directly because if you've seen Elon talk, it's very spaced out and it's very hard to get to the point. But essentially, what he said was, we promised it at 40000 and that's very unlikely to happen at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. So you can take that amongst yourself as to whether or not going to be $60,000. <laughs> inflate. Oh, I... Uh, above that. 
So above sixty thousand, you no, think? No, I, I. That's what I'm thinking. I don't have a number in front of me, but I'm anyway. thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking just purely by the hype they saw. They know they can charge more. Yeah, I mean, you're fair enough. They could probably start like seventy five. Eight, 75, 80, <laughs> if they go from forty thousand to seventy five thousand dollars, I think people will finally realize that Tesla has just lied their way to the top. Well, the, I was gonna say because they can't throw the inflation, and I, I, I do think, uh, having seen where other trucks are slotting in, like the Rivian, and the well, the Rivian actually was announced by that point. But no one believed that it would work, and then it did. And then it did. And yes, it's on the road, and I've seen. There was Multiple. one at a uh, Christmas night. Yes, uh, probably whatever the same that is allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, uh, what was I just? But uh, seeing where other trucks slot in, the forty thousand doesn't sound like a bad price anymore. So no. If they were to bump that up, maybe to forty-five or fifty. Uh, wouldn't be too bad. Wouldn't 45, too 50, bad. 55. But we know Tesla. They won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jaguar. Can do no wrong. Yeah, well, except when they do. So, the Jaguar I-Pace. Yes. There has recently been instances of it catching fire. Allegedly. Oh No, not no, allegedly. <laughs> not really. Not really allegedly. There's pictures of them melted. Anyway. Um... So, there have been four instances of fires so far, and it kind of, you know, we're thinking, oh, not another EV that has instances of fires, specifically around charging, because mm-hmm. it was these, all the four fires were related to times where it was either recently charged or while it was charging too full. And would you look at that? It uses the exact same battery cells from LG Chem that the Chevy Bolt EV does. Man, we we hated so much on Chevy for all of that, and I think maybe some of that hate was misdirected. I would agree with that assessment at this time. I think it might be somewhat closer to LG's I think we have discovered a common connection between battery fires and LG Chem. (laughs) Maybe, just maybe, it's it might be their fault. Not Chevy's. <laughs> not Chevy. Unless it is Chevy's not Jaguar. Fault. Unless it is Chevy's fault that Jaguar cars are catching fire. Yeah, you know, that would be a really big, really big jump, you know? Yep. I'd be impressed. But yeah, basically the point is, LG doesn't know how to make batteries despite the fact that they say they do, and they should be sued, in my opinion. Mm. However, that is not the opinion of the corporate entity. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. we're probably going to be sued by LG now. Yay! Yes! <laughs> yes. I, I wish we were big enough to actually get sued by people. That'd be that, cool. That would be very cool. Unfortunately, we're not big enough. No. We're about, we're about to be the smallest podcast that has 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. All right. Uh, almost more of a brag than having a fan base, in my opinion. Well, uh, maybe not. <laughs> Well, because you could have a famous person start a podcast, do three episodes, and, you know, have more views than we ever could. I guess. Even sure. at all. But it's not as impressive. Yes. So, GMC, before we go down that rabbit yes. hole, um, GMC has announced the new Canyon. Now, I recently talked about the... I think I talked about the new Chevy Colorado last week, I think. Maybe. I don't know. It's not very memorable. Some of them. Uh, Who knows? And GMC has not, uh, put out a little one- rendering... Uh, and they have announced it'll be debuting 
uh, August 11th, and I'm probably wondering why am I talking about this now. You know, that's a great question. I am now realizing that I probably shouldn't have put this on, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so you have the date now, and if you care about the GMC Canyon, you can go check out the the August 11th debut. Anyways, what we know about the car right now is that it'll have an off-road version called the AT4. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that is based off the Chevy Colorado. The BMW i4 E-Drive 35. I did not need to put that on there. Yes. So, as I'm sure you've heard, we've talked about the i4 a few times on this podcast by now. You have. Well, I have, yes. Um, I mean, it is one of the only electric cars that's actually entering the market at a, a reasonable price. Besides Tesla. I mean, not besides Tesla. Ha, funny. No, I'm kidding. Honestly, I think uh, Hyundai Kias aren't that bad. Yeah, but we don't talk about those. We don't talk about <laughs> Hyundai Kia like ever. There's a good reason for that. Hyundai Kia Genesis. Because they're boring? They're boring, oh. badly made, and just overall kind of And Chrome is a stand. Yeah. Anyway, so... There is a new spec of the i4 called the E-Drive 35. It is, of course, the base spec now. Uh, it has 280... Oh, no. Sorry. 200... Yeah. 281 horsepower and 260 miles of range. This is 50 horsepower less and 40 miles less range than the E-Drive 40, uh, which is, of course, the next trim, next trim up, formerly the base trim. Uh, 060 is the exact same as the E-Drive 40 at 5.8 seconds. And it charges from 10 to 80 percent in 32 minutes at 180 kilowatt rate of charging, and it starts at $32,395, which is $4,500 less than the E-Drive 40i. I'm sorry, E-Drive 40, which actually, in my opinion, puts it in a much better price range compared to competitors like the uh, Ford Mach E and uh, the Tesla Model Y, which I believe are its main competitors. Um, because it is it's kind of in that range where it could be big enough to be considered a, an SUV, despite the fact that people, at this point, SUVs keep getting smaller in name. Like, the fact that the Mach-E is called an SUV is kind of a, a joke to me. Yeah. It's not really an SUV. So it's more of the Mach E is closer Compact to a sedan. Compact crossover SUV. Yeah, exactly. Compact crossover SUV. Might as well call it a hatchback because that's what it is. Yes. The i4 is also really just a hatchback. It does it have a hatchback. Subcompact crossovers. I sure. I don't even care. Uh, I don't really know how you'd classify the Model Y. I guess kind of also in that range of a hatchback. Honestly, they're all really hatchbacks at this point, but. Um, that's why we kind of lump those together. They kind of all fit in the same class, despite the fact that each manufacturer has their own stupid name for it. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any other examples of electric vehicles that fit in that same class? That fit in what class, sir? Like the kind of area, the gray area between compact SUV and hatchback. Uh, which is where I'm putting the i4, the Blazer the that was just announced. Honestly, really, I th that's bigger. If you ask me, not really. the, no, the Blazer is it. 
I've seen them in person. They're bigger. The Trailblazer, no. maybe. The have you seen the electric rendering? No, I the haven't. Of the electric. Anyway, one? let's move on. It's smaller. Oh god, I had. I don't. Don't tell me. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um. So a project that I've been actually rather hyped about is the return of the International Scout, except now just be called the Scout, and it's being overseen by Volkswagen, and asterisk next to that, it's like. Actually, the Volkswagen brand is overseeing it. It's not like Porsche or Audi or whatever. One of those weird things where Bentley's under the Volkswagen group, but Porsche oversees Bentley, and it's weird. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it is actually overseen by the Volkswagen brand, because I think the Volkswagen brand's the only one overseen by Volkswagen right now. Anyways, so project that I'm looking forward to, because I was a big fan of the International Harvester Scout. Obviously, they are beautiful vehicles that had nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Um, well, we have uh, two or three, two and a half new pieces of information. One, we have some, uh, Volkswagen put out some renderings and basically said this is what it might look like, but probably won't, and they're pretty ugly. So, fix them. Did Volkswagen put them out, or did somebody just... I'm pretty sure it was Volkswagen. I can double check that. Anyway. Let me double check that. Okay, fine. I was going to let you continue with the story while I checked it. Uh, Why don't you just continue with the story? Fine, you look it up. I thought I, I thought I read that it was. Um, so, but information we do have now is that it is going to be roughly around $40,000 and that it is around a 2026 projected which, of course, you know, asterisk, asterisk. So it's like a box. It looks like the Honda E. I don't like it. Uh, Motor Trend rendered these. Are you sure? Yeah, it's just, it says we've rendered what you, we think it could look like for you here. Where did I read that? I don't know. I don't know either. All right, well, ignore what I said about the first part. Yes, yeah, so Motor Trend rendered them because they thought it would be funny. Anyway. All right. Ferrari! Who are they? I don't know. Are they the guys that make cars that don't work and strategies that don't They're work? They're the guys who put on the hard tires because they think it's funny. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about the actual car company, Ferrari, not their racing team. Which is legitimately starting to receive brand damage from... <laughs> from Mattia Perotto. Anyway, so, Ferrari has two recalls that we're talking about this week. Yes, that's right, too, after having years of none of them, because they just avoided them. <laughs> because they were there, but like... Yes, so the first one involves brake failure. There's a possible brake failure condition where the brake fluid reservoir cap does not properly vent air into the reservoir, actually, so it doesn't let the fluid flow the way it needs to because it pulls a vacuum. And basically what happens is, when that happens, you stop being able to brake. Which is a really cool thing, you know? It's yep. always what I want to have happen in my Ferrari when I'm doing 140 miles an hour on an Italian highway. Losing my ability to brake. Now, of course, you're probably wondering how many models are affected by this. Well, it's 23,000. And you're now probably thinking, wow, Ferrari makes that many cars. No, they don't. Because this recall goes all the way back to 2005. This is 17 years of Ferrari models that are being recalled for this issue because uh, it took them that long to figure it out. Is that just all of them? Pretty much. It's not actually all of them, but it's close enough to all of them that we're going to call it all of them. Yes. So, yeah. 
Uh, that's a fun one. And I don't even think this recall was initiated by them. I believe the NHTSA told them they needed to issue this recall. <laughs> the second one is, of course, not really their fault. It is just Takata Airbags finally getting around to issuing the Ferrari recall. It is 10,000 models from 2009 to 2018. And uh, they're just taking part in the Takata airbag recall that of course has affected every car company in the world actually not every car company just most of them because Takata airbags was the biggest airbag manufacturer in the world although I'm not sure they are anymore because I don't know if they have any more money <laughs> but yeah yeah that's uh, fun so uh, as you notice I've been giving a lot of updates on cars this week because uh, I don't know, Motor Trend was spood feeding me them. Thank you, Motor Trend. Uh, so DeLorean is the last car I'm going to update for you. Uh, the new DeLorean Alpha 5 that is coming out in 2024, allegedly, maybe. For allegedly, maybe $150,000. And allegedly, maybe sub 3.0 second sprint uh, to 60 miles per hour. And a range exceeding 300 miles per hour. Uh, 300 from miles? 300 miles from a <laughs> 100 plus kilowatt battery uh, should have been uh, 1.21 gigawatts. Yes. Would have been funnier. Yes. Uh, also, like, impossible. Yes, of um, And an interior that looks barren. Well, I'm not so sure it will, but anyway. That's but, um, weird. Yeah. Uh, so, I also want to just select those stats. I do want to say are about what's on the Tesla Model S, which, yeah. while uh, is expensive, is not $145,000 expensive. But it is also a DeLorean, and the sure. doors I'm go pretty up. Sure, I'm pretty sure there is a model that is... That expensive? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the, the Model S plate is that expensive. You know what? Let's find out! <laughs> but you're still paying, uh, what, uh... $65,000 for the doors to go up for <laughs> the going doors. It is. $135,000. Base. But of course, you'd probably put some stuff on there. Like, if you add on um, self-driving, it brings it up to $145,000. Which pretty much everyone will be. Because that's the whole point of buying a Tesla. By getting a beta feature that doesn't work and paying $10,000 for it. Very cool, Elon. Anyway... Are we, uh... I'd like to pay homage to Google real quick, who thinks it is an accurate description of energy consumption to describe the energy consumption of electric vehicles in the unit oil barrels per year. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Very cool. Uh, what's going on at Alpine? 